What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. my loves welcome back to the podcast my name is deandra nicolette if you're new here my love welcome i'm super excited to have you tuned in for your first ever episode of manifest daily and of course if you're an og listener welcome hey girl hey hey boy hey what's popping what's good welcome back to another episode of your fave my loves i've literally been sitting here okay i'm on the couch if you're watching on youtube and i have been trying to do the intro for this episode for like the longest, (laughs) the longest like 10 minutes of my life. And for some reason, I am literally struggling today, okay? And I feel like, I don't know why I'm just like so emotional today. I've just been struggling energetically. Um, We're going to do the September energy report. So that's what this episode is going to be about. I'm going to talk about the major transits in astrology that may or may not be affecting you this month. And I'm also going to talk about some different oracle cards that I've pulled for you guys. I have three different piles of cards so you can pick your pile and then listen to your specific message based on the pile that you choose. So we're going to get into that. But before we even dive into any of that I wanted to chat about something that happened recently and the reason I wanted to chat about this was the other day I went to the gym and I was chatting with my friend at the gym and I was like catching her up on things because she had texted me I do this thing I don't know if any of y'all do this where when I'm not feeling the greatest like I tend to isolate myself and probably isn't the healthiest behavior but I just have this Thing that I do where I'm like okay I don't want to have to deal with anyone else when I'm sad like I'm already trying to like process my feelings I'm already trying to you know get myself back to neutral to like a really good place energetically that I just tend to pull away from from every everyone and everything and I go into sort of like my little cocoon shell and so she'd hit me up a few days before and I wasn't very responsive I saw her at the gym and I was like hey you know and of course I I like to always tell new friends like this is kind of a thing that I do sometimes and I'm doing my best to work on that communication so like when I'm not feeling great kind of communicating that with people so they don't think that it's them but they know like I'm going through something like I just need time to process my feelings before I can even open up to you about what I've been going through. I'd taken the day before I think it was like maybe the day or two before to kind of like process those feelings so by the time I saw her at the gym I was ready to have a conversation about what I was dealing with and kind of like just talk her through it and just catch up you know as friends we were having this conversation and she literally goes she's like are you going to talk about this on the podcast and I was like I don't know because I was like I feel like 
I know you guys always talk about how you like when I'm like vulnerable and stuff like that, but I don't know. I feel like sometimes when I share certain stories on the show, I just feel like I don't want it to ever become a thing where I feel like I'm coming on here and being sad all the time. You know what I mean? Especially when I am going through stuff. So I was like, I don't know. Should I share it? Like, I don't know if I want to. Like, I don't want to come across like I'm always sad and, you know, going through these things or whatever. And then she was like, no, she's like, this conversation that we're having right now is so powerful. And you've just like said so many things that if I were, you know, cause she's older than me, but she was like, when I was your age and I was going through some of these situations, like, I wish I had someone who was saying these things to me, or I wish I had these like aha moments that you're having right now. And so we were talking about it and I sat with it yesterday too. And I was like, you know what? I think I will talk about it on the show. So kind of want to like dive into some of that. Um, of course, like I said, we're going to get into the energy report, but just wanted to share the story because I do feel like my energy is kind of affected by it right now. And I'm not, I'm not as like jovial as I usually am. And yeah, but I still want to get this episode out uh, because I feel like there are some really important things that we need to talk about today. Long story short, I had been seeing this person for like, I want to say like two weeks or so. I connected with this person and we were going on dates and everything seemed to be going pretty well. And I think because of the fact that I've just been, for lack of a better word, burned so much in the dating process... I have just gotten to the point where I don't even want to share. Like, I don't even want to get excited about someone because I just, it's almost like I feel like I'm walking on eggshells where it's like the minute that I share with someone or the minute that I allow myself to get excited, I feel as if I'm inviting chaos or I'm inviting it to all come crashing down. We'd gone on these days, things were going well, and then we ended up going on like one final date, which of course I didn't know it was going to be our final, our final date. Next thing you know, I just felt it happening. And I think as a woman, you energetically know when someone is starting to pull away from you. I've like heard it from friends. I've experienced it. And we know like when it's happening, it's sort of like, you know, in modern age dating, it's, it's either the text messages the responses come slower or they're just not talking to you the way that they used to or their actions have switched up like something is different and even when you try to point it out you know someone could deny it and be like no no no, like we're cool whatever but like you know that something has changed energetically and this doesn't just go for romantic relationships and dating this goes for for any relationship right any situation where we are dealing with another person like we're energetic beings so we can sense when something has shifted in the dynamic of the relationship I am to the point now with dating where I just like I've taken so many like breaks and I've kind of like pulled back so much that I'm very upfront like as soon as something happens I'm just like let communicate to me like let me know what's happening it's totally fine if you don't want to talk anymore it's totally fine if you know you're like she's not for me whatever but communicate that to me and I think that a lot of people not just again with dating but just in general in our world have this fear of confrontation and confrontation is not a bad 
thing. I think we have this like negative connotation with the word where we feel like when there's confrontation that it has to mean conflict, that it has to mean like a fight, that it has to mean the argument, that it has to mean some sort of like power dynamic tussle. And it doesn't have to be that, right? It just has to mean that you are addressing a specific situation, like making sure that both parties are on the same page. So as soon as I noticed that, I was like, hey, you know, just kind of wanted to like check in, see where you're at, you know, let me know if you want to keep talking, you want to keep going on dates, or if not. This person ended up just not responding. And if you are maybe older and listening to this, or maybe if you have been out of the dating game for a while, you know that, or you may not know, but this is, this is ghosting, okay? This is what ghosting is. When you're literally talking to someone, y'all are, you know, getting to know each other, and then out of the blue, they just disappear, poof thin air. It's almost like this person died. It's a sucky thing, right? It's a sucky thing because no matter how far you've gotten into the process of getting to know someone and no matter like where you guys are with your relationship, for someone to come into your life and and be getting to know you and to express some sort of interest and then all of a sudden one day completely disappear it sucks. Like no one deserves to be on the opposite end of that. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care. Like no one deserves that. No one deserves to be on the receiving end of that. This person just stopped responding to me. I went through a really struggling day um, where I had this, this struggle with my feelings, right? I started to blame myself. And this is what I was telling Lesson. This is why I'm getting emotional now because it's not even about the person anymore, right? It's about my relationship with myself because what I noticed in this entire unfolding of the situation was that I turned things inward. Why couldn't I see this coming? Because if you guys have been listening for a while and following like my dating journey, which again, sometimes I feel like I don't even want to talk about it anymore because it kind of just like, it hasn't been very successful. So sometimes I feel like a lot of shame talking about my lack of success when it comes to dating. But if you have been following my journey, then you know that I have been ghosted before. I have been burned in the dating scene. But if you're also someone who is single and out here dating, you also know that it's kind of becoming a thing where it is a little bit more common than it should be. I really hope they're not about to mow the lawn right now because let's not do that. (laughs) It's become way more common Or at least maybe it's just always been this common, but maybe more people are just talking about it and really trying to bring light to the fact that we we really shouldn't be treating people like this. But again, if you have been following my journey, you know I've been burned before, you know that I've been ghosted before, and you know that I, you know, anyone would struggle with that. And I definitely struggle with it a lot in terms of like feeling as if I've done something wrong. And when this situation happened, I think I was just incredibly triggered because I'd taken such a break from dating and from not going on dates. And this was like the first person that I'd gone on dates with in a minute, not like a long, long time, but in a minute. And for it to turn into this situation where I was ghosted again, it felt like just it felt like I was already like stabbed in the heart just with like my entire dating experience but it felt like it was just like a twist of the knife and like salt being poured into the wound I just really felt so much shame 
and so much judgment towards myself. And I was like, why didn't I see this coming? What were the red flags that I missed? What could I have done to change the situation? In every single relationship that you've had that's failed, right? Whether again, you're still single or you're not, every past relationship where it hasn't worked out, you are the common denominator. You are the person that has played a role in all of these situations. I think that when I sat with that, I began to turn it inward and to place a lot of blame on myself. Like, oh, I did something wrong. I missed something that was like I should have seen. This is my fault in some way. I sat with that for like the almost the entire day. And I just felt really crappy because I felt like, what am I doing so wrong? What am I doing in my approach that is making it so that I deserve to go through this over and over and over again? I mean, I don't think anyone's perfect, but I feel like I try to approach any relationship with any person, whether again, it's romantic or not, with as much communication as I can offer, with as much clarity as I can offer, with just showing up as a kind person, showing up, being empathetic of other people's situation, what they've gone through, and really just trying to be a good person in all of my interactions. In sitting with that, I'm like, I don't, I don't believe I deserve to be treated this way. And I don't think anyone that gets ghosted deserves to be treated that way. Even if they're like a sucky person, I feel like you, you can kind of you can kind of tell them they're a sucky person and, and then leave them alone, right? Not necessarily disappear because I do think that communication is important. So I had to sit with that and I had to come to terms with the fact that I didn't do anything wrong. The way the situation played out, when I recounted all of my actions, when I recounted everything that happened, I was like, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything to deserve this. This person, their action of disappearing, their action of ghosting me, their action of not being able to communicate to me, even when I offered up that like, hey, let me know, do you do you want to keep talking? Or do you not want to keep talking? Like I offered up a, a nice silver platter of a way out and they chose not to take it. That had nothing to do with me. That wasn't my fault. You know, if you are navigating the scene, and struggling with that, it's really important that you don't take someone else's actions and how they are showing up or not showing up rather in the building of a relationship and making it all about you and your actions. Because nine times out of 10, the way that that person is approaching things and the way that they are treating you, the way that they are not communicating or the way that they're doing anything it, it has more to do with them and their traumas and their lack of accountability with their, themselves, their lack of being able to communicate properly, their lack of maturity. And that has nothing to do with you. And it, it does suck when you're going through that over and over and over again, because it almost is something where you want to turn callous. And I've had this conversation with friends and stuff too, where sometimes I'm like, I just wish I like was one of those very emotionally cold people that didn't feel anything and that was just like a really like cold-hearted person like y'all know the song frozen by Lil baby sometimes i'd be like yo i wish my heart was frozen because it sucks sometimes to go through this kind of stuff and to to have hope that this person could be like a really good person and to go through an interaction where you are just left in the dust with no communication, no sort of explanation as to why this person 
doesn't want to talk to you anymore, just nothing. And you're left having to process those feelings on your own and having to really remind yourself that it isn't your fault that you've been left. You know what I mean? It's definitely tough. And for anyone out there like dealing with this too, I'm so sorry because again, no one deserves that. Like no one deserves that, especially if you are approaching relationships with people with the best of yourself and with such kind-hearted and genuine intentions like when I approach anything like any relationship with any person like I genuinely am coming with good intentions so it often feels just so wrong and so unfair that I'm not being met with the same energy that is the the best word that I can use to describe it is unfair like I literally have these conversations with God where I'm like why is this happening like what like I understand the power of lessons and I talk to you guys about that a lot too like you know having certain lessons going through certain things so that you can learn from that or that you can grow from that but sometimes like in those moments where you're experiencing lessons that that are painful you don't it's like why (laughs) it's like what what did I do to deserve this and why do I have to go through this over and over and over again and it just doesn't make sense like it literally doesn't make sense but I think that's the thing about some of these lessons is that if you try to apply human logic to it of like you know it doesn't make sense and it is unfair you will drive yourself insane because it's not going to make sense to you I think it's not going to make sense to you until it does until you have a moment where you meet that right person or where the opportunity works out the right way. And you're like, oh, that's why it never worked out every other time. And then you can have that gratitude of like, oh my gosh, I'm grateful that it never worked out any of those other times because then I wouldn't have this experience. You know, I have other things that I'm like doing in life and that I'm excited about in life. And it's tough when you feel like every other thing is going well and you kind of like want to share that with someone and you're putting yourself out there continuously and it's not happening. And not only is it not happening, but you keep experiencing moments where it's just a lot of pain. That definitely has such a huge potential to make someone want to become very callous. I'm grateful that that isn't really my nature. Even the times I'm like, oh, I want to be like that naively, of course. It's never been my nature to be a callous individual and to allow those past interactions to make me turn around and treat someone in a bad way because you never know what someone is going through right just because I've been hurt in the past and just because I've dealt with individuals who don't know how to communicate and who don't know how to end things in a respectful manner doesn't mean that I want to turn around and do that to other people because then if then then what are we doing now we're just perpetuating the cycle now we're just making it so that more people are experiencing that pain as much as it's so incredibly difficult to do so in the moments like when we do go through those things where we are struggling and when we seem to be experiencing things that we don't feel we deserve that it's so incredibly important to still remember that you want to be a good person you are a good person and you want to continue to put good out into the world as much as sometimes it feels like as much good as you're putting out into the world you're not getting that back in the ways that you want to just know that you putting good out into the world still matters the way that you are treating other people respectfully the way that you are approaching things in a very genuine and authentic way sometimes it feels like it's almost like you you feel like you're just doing it and it's not 
I don't know, like it's not doing anything, but it is, you know what I mean? And I don't mean this in the sense of like, just being a good person because you're like, I want good karma. So I'm going to be a good person. Like be a good person to be a good person. Don't be a good person to expect good back. Because like I said, in these situations, if you are being a good person solely for the purpose of expecting that goodness back, you will be sorely disappointed when sometimes you put good out into the world and you don't get good back. Unfortunately, it's not always going to be the case where you put good out and good comes back to you right away. So being a good person, putting that good out into the world, do that for the purpose of being a good person, for the purpose of spreading joy, spreading love, spreading happiness in whatever ways that you can. And just know that it, it will come back, but it's sometimes it doesn't come back in the way and the timing that we would want it to, unfortunately. So yeah, I just wanted to share that story because like I said, I just spent a lot of time feeling like just like a lot of shame and judgment towards myself of like, why didn't I see this coming? It's not our fault that we miss some of those red flags because sometimes they're not as apparent as we would hope them to be. I really hope that, I don't know, I just hope the dating thing gets better. Let's go ahead and dive into the energy report section of this particular episode. I'm going to talk about some of the different things that are happening in the month of September, and then we're going to get into the card pulls. So I'll have you all pick a number one to three and then go to the specific timestamp on this video or on the podcast episode to get your like your mini reading for the month of September. We have a couple of different things that are happening in September that I want to highlight. And the first I want to talk about is the full and the new moons in September. So the first moon that we have is the full moon that occurs on Saturday, September 10th. This is a full moon in Pisces. And because this is in the sign of Pisces, this full moon has the potential to essentially inhibit your rational thought. But it also has the potential to make you very susceptible to like imagination, more creativity, more of that like you know that like big dreamy energy that Pisces really is like very well known for this also has the potential to make you want to romanticize specific situations so it could be anything from like romanticizing your life on an individual level to possibly romanticizing a specific understanding or a specific like perception of a situation that you are experiencing with like another person or a job or anything like that this full moon in Pisces again because Pisces is kind of like known as being a very emotional sign it is a water sign this may be a time where you're feeling a bit more emotional and sensitive so it is september 5th right now i don't find it a coincidence that i am feeling quite emotional about the situation that happened obviously because it was a sucky situation to experience but also because we are approaching this full moon in pisces this really is a time where you may be feeling more emotional you may be feeling a bit more sensitive towards things that are happening to you experiences that you are going through and also a Another thing is that you may have like heightened intuition around this time. So Pisces is a very intuitive sign. I mean, all of us are intuitive, right? And we think about like the stereotypical things that we attribute to each of the signs. Water signs are known as being like flowy, intuitive, kind of like picking up on those, those little subtle changes in energy, like I mentioned earlier. So this may be a time where you may notice that you are feeling a little bit more intuitive. Like you're almost picking up on things before they happen or just as they happen 
And or another thing I've actually been seeing people talk about this on Twitter, too, is that you may notice that your dreams are actually like predicting things that are going to happen. If you're someone that has a lot of like vivid dreams that you remember, we all dream, but a lot of people, well, not a lot of people like I know I don't remember my dreams unless they're very very specific and when I do remember my dreams they often have something to do with something that will happen or something that just happened so if you're similar or if your dreams have been very very vivid just like a different vibe lately keep an eye on them actually like maybe keep a journal about your dreams in the morning write them down kind of sit with that and like see what you're picking up from that because you might be picking up on psychic messages intuitive messages through your dreams as well during this time this is a really good time for obviously like letting go, right? We know the full moons are about letting go or about closing out chapters, things like that. So as these emotions are coming up during this time, especially if they have to do with something that you just went through or something that maybe happened a few months ago or something that happened like quite recently, it is a really important time for you to actually like sit with those feelings and process them. A lot of times, I think when we are sitting with feelings that we do not want to experience, it can become really easy for us to want to suppress our feelings to push them away to be like okay I don't want to feel this sadness right now so I'm gonna like completely detach and try to be emotionalist like I talked about that callousness right or that just closing off of our emotions in order to want to protect ourselves and protect ourselves from feeling from feeling that pain but this is a time where you really do want to sit with them and, and always right you always want to sit with these emotions process them don't suppress them don't try to push them away because the more that you do that the more that you actually just like make it worse for yourself in the long run so whatever feelings are coming up right now this is a really good time to sit with them try to understand them try to understand the root of them especially if they are some feelings that are coming up from something that may not have happened recently sit with them sit with the root of them process them understand why you're feeling what you're feeling and do like a bit of journaling if that's helpful for you maybe a letting go exercise one that I really like to do that may resonate with you guys around this time is that say there's something that you want to really let go of it's been weighing on you and you are ready to just close that chapter out write this down on a piece of paper like just grab yourself like a white sheet of paper I mean whatever color sheet of paper you want <laughs> just like a piece of paper almost journal it out and this process can look like whatever you want it to look like it can look like a diary entry it can look like you just writing out why you're upset it can look like you writing out why you want to let this thing go whatever you feel called to write down on that piece of paper that makes you feel as if you are truly processing those emotions and allowing them to to really like flow out of you write that down on a piece of paper and then burn that piece of paper or if you don't want to burn the piece of paper if you don't want to like deal with fire anything like that rip that piece of paper up and throw it away I'm probably going to do this right after this and this is not something that you only have to do on or around the full moon it is kind of like powerful around that time but you can also do it before you can do it after you can do it whenever you feel called to do it like I said I kind of feel called to do it today so I'm probably gonna do it right after recording this episode write that stuff down write down that you release it write down that you are letting it go write down that you're closing out this chapter write down that this thing these emotions whatever you went through whatever you dealt with no longer has that power over you no longer has that emotional hold on you no longer will it hold you back from your destiny from everything that you are deserving of burn that piece of paper okay get rid of it throw it away and know that as soon as you have written those words down and you have destroyed that piece of paper that you are allowing those things to flow out of you so that's something that you guys can do it's a really very very easy um cleansing exercise and super easy to do like i said anytime but around the full moon might be more powerful for you as you are experiencing those emotions so the next moon that we're going to talk about is the one that happens on september 25th and that is a 
the new moon in Libra. So Libra is ruled by Venus and is also similar to Taurus when it comes to things like loving the luxury life, loving, you know, presenting like beauty, aesthetically pleasing things, just kind of like enjoying life and living in the moment in that beautiful way. So this new moon in Libra really sets the tone for like a very, very powerful self-care day. If you have been going through the month of September, sort of like on go, 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 like you're doing a lot, you're balancing a lot. Maybe you were processing those emotions earlier in the month and you were just like dealing with a lot of heaviness. Use this new moon time to recalibrate, to recenter yourself, to rebalance, to really sit with yourself and to offer yourself a bit of luxury. Self-care can look like a bunch of different things. So depending on who you are and what you like, what you enjoy, your self-care practice may look different than my self-care practice. But this can involve anything from like the stereotypical, like go getting a massage, taking a bath, reading a good book, cooking yourself a good meal, like really allowing yourself, you know, those those moments of indulgence, right? Because again, Libra, Venus, Taurus, right? Indulgence, beauty, enjoyment, pleasure, that kind of stuff. So you can do some of those more traditional self-care activities, but you can also do a little something different too. Like maybe self-care for you means that instead of you waking up to go to the gym and that like, you know, one of the mornings or whatever they usually do, like you're gonna sleep in. You're gonna allow yourself the, the luxury of a little bit more sleep. Maybe it means taking a day off work if you have the PTO or the time to do so. And just allowing yourself to like do nothing but just hang out on the couch that day and watch your favorite shows, like catch up with your friends, catch up with your parents, catch up with yourself. Whatever self-care looks like for you, really allow yourself to indulge in that around this time. And I think we gotta be more conscious about practicing self-care regularly because that is something that is important for our mental and our spiritual and our energetic health in general as a whole but this new moon in libra really is just kind of like highlighting that if you haven't been practicing that self-care if you've kind of just been in like a really working mode i think especially as we enter the last quarter of the year a lot of us kind of feel that pressure whether it be from our workplaces or just ourselves in general to like wrap up the year really strong right you might be coming to a place at the end of the year where you're like oh my god I set all of these goals all of these new year resolutions at the start of 2022 it's almost the end of the year I gotta get it together I gotta do all this stuff that I haven't done earlier in the year and if that's the case for you like absolutely you know put on your your working hat put on your working goggles I don't know why I said goggles but whatever <laughs> put on your working your working uniform okay and get to work in whatever way that looks like and feels like to you but also make sure that you are honoring yourself honoring uh those moments of like pleasure and luxury and slowness and stillness for yourself so make sure that you are taking that time out to practice self-care and again if you have been in that go 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 mode this is a really good time to turn inward and practice that self-care so the next big thing i want to talk about that's happening um in the month of september is mercury retrograde we love mercury retrograde don't we <laughs> i feel like mercury retrograde has such a bad rep but like listen it's not that bad okay there's there's always a as uh, my friend Tola says there's a yin and a yang okay mercury goes retrograde in libra on september 9th and it's going to be retrograde in that sign until october 2nd what this means is that typical mercury retrograde stuff right it could lead to way more misunderstandings than usual kind of like some hiccups in communication if you're signing any contracts if you're buying anything you know it's not necessarily a time where you're like i don't want to sign any contracts at all because mercury's in retrograde Mercury goes retrograde 
many times throughout the year. So if we were to all be like, I'm not signing contracts, I'm not buying things. When would we actually be able to buy things and sign contracts? We'd have very small windows throughout the year and that would be quite annoying and quite just like not logical to deal with. That being said, when it is in retrograde, you do have more of that potential for hiccups and for miscommunication and stuff like that. Just make sure that you're, you know, crossing your T's, dotting your I's, looking over things, being a little bit more vigilant and being a little bit more discerning when it comes to moments of communication because there is again that more potential for misunderstandings hiccups things going left when they should be going right that kind of stuff mercury is going retrograde in the sign of libra since libra is a sign of balance mercury being retrograde in the sign of libra could mean that this month imbalances in your relationships are highlighted and brought front and center so you might be kind of like reevaluating how your relationships work the dynamic if something is off balance or, or is off center how you can sort of like recalibrate that and get it back to a neutral space retrogrades are also a really good time to check on your plans and kind of check on what you're working on and what you're doing kind of like how i said earlier that you might be having this moment where you're sort of thinking about the goals that you set at the start of the year and how it's coming up on the end of the year and you're kind of like oh my gosh am i going to achieve this thing you know is there something i need to change is there something i need to approach in a different way so this is a really good time for you to sit down and think about how have i been approaching things so far and has this approach actually been beneficial for me or do i need to switch something up with the way that i'm thinking about getting to my goals and the way that i'm thinking about achieving everything that i want to achieve in the year of 2022 and beyond but like i said retrograde is definitely a time where whatever you're saying what is coming out of your mouth can easily be misconstrued it just is sort of the general nature of retrograde so even if you are trying your very very best to be clear and concise you might have some moments where you say something and someone else like understands it in a different way so really trying your best to be as clear as you can in your communication but also knowing that there are going to be moments where the things that you say and the way that you want them to be interpreted are just not it, it just doesn't pan out the way that you want like you might say something and someone might pick up on it a certain way and you're like that's not what I meant <laughs> and then you have to have that conversation of like wait let me clarify what I meant to you so you might have more of those moments which will lead to you needing to be a bit more patient throughout the month especially when it comes to communication and when it comes to communication in your relationships because this retrograde is happening in the sign of Libra so just making sure that whatever interactions that you're having with like friends or family any other important relationships in your life maybe even communication at work relationships with your or co-workers things like that that you are being as clear as you can and trying your best to communicate in a very concise manner and letting people know that this is what you mean and asking them do you have questions do you need to clarify anything with me that kind of stuff just like really making sure that you hammer that point home about the clear communication okay my loves we are now going to dive into the card pile section of this podcast episode so i will put the timestamps down below whether you're watching on youtube or whether you're just listening on on Apple or Spotify or any other podcast streaming app I'll put the timestamps down below we're gonna have piles one to three so at this point if you could just kind of sit with this for a moment I'll give you guys a few seconds sit with whether or not you want to pick pile one pile two or pile three if you're unsure if you're feeling a little bit like oh I don't know which one to pick you can always use a random number generator I literally just google like random number generator there's one on google you put in um max number three click generate and it will give you a number one to three and that is the pile that you will pick so we'll go ahead and get started here and i'm going to obviously start off with pile number one
About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. About a year ago, I wanted to elevate my health and wellness journey. I was so tired of taking all these different supplements every single day. So instead of adding more, I decided I wanted to simplify and try AG1. It's one of the best decisions I made in 2023. I now feel more energized and mentally clear daily. My skin has even more of a healthy and brighter glow and my digestion has improved. Like I said, I first gave AG1 a try because I wanted to simplify my supplements. I wanted a single solution to support my entire body, my gut, and my brain health. Since drinking AG1 daily, I've noticed that I feel a boost in energy, not just in the morning when I take it, but throughout my entire day. I used to rely on caffeinated pre-workouts, if you know, you know, but when I cut those out, I struggled with grogginess. Adding an AG1 in the morning covers my bases with 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, and ingredients like pre and probiotics, adaptogens, antioxidants, and whole food source nutrients. My favorite part of AG1? It's just one scoop, one scoop mixed in water once a day, every day. I love to add in a squeeze of half a lemon, a few drops of AG1's vitamin D3K2, and three ice cubes, approximately three ice cubes every single morning into my glass as well. This is a partnership made in heaven because AG1 is the supplement that I trust and have trusted since 2023 to provide the support that my body needs daily. If you want to take ownership of your health, it starts with AG1. Try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase exclusively at drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. That's drinkag1.com slash manifest daily. Check it out. 
So for pile number one, you have four cards. And to clarify, I did pick four cards for each of the groups. I picked two of like the love cards, one of the answer cards and one of like the energy cards. And I'm going to show them in the video. This is like <laughs> super far away. Um, so hopefully you guys can see what these look like. But your cards, pile number one, say trust trust <laughs> you got two you two cards that say trust true love and then also attachment the big message that's coming through here obviously is that trust right it's a tough one because whenever we're experiencing something in our lives where we don't really know where it's going to end up which is basically anything and everything that we experience in our lives we have to really lean on trust in the fact that things are going to work out in the way that they are supposed to and that can be really really hard but these cards right now are definitely they're definitely reiterating that message to you of trust reiterating that you need to trust where you are and you need to trust where you're going i really want to take a quick second to focus on this attachment card this attachment card there's a woman on the card she is holding up a mask right so she has her face is exposed but she's holding up this mask and it's almost like y'all know when there's like a part of you where you realize like it's that part of you no longer resonates right so maybe that part of you feels like a mask maybe that part of you feels like it's an old version of yourself that you need to let go in order to move forward but the way this woman is holding on to that mask it's almost as if she feels a little bit afraid of letting go of that mask and it may be because she is so used to it right that was what she wore for such a long time that was who and what she identified as and now in this moment when she's being asked to let that go she she's struggling she has this attachment to that mask and in this moment you are being asked to let go of that version of yourself whatever that looks like for you in this particular chapter you need to let go of that version of yourself in order to move forward it might feel as if letting go of this version of yourself letting go of you know this particular version of yourself that you've held on to for so long that was literally how you identified how you introduced yourself to people that it feels really difficult and it feels almost as if you letting go of that you kind of don't know who you are anymore because you were so like identified with that version of yourself you need to trust and know that in letting go of that version of yourself in letting go of that that mask that no longer fits right it's no longer who you are that you are going to call in everything and, and anything that you want to it's like this is it's like your fork in the road right you can hold on to the mask and you can go down one way and you can continue being the version of yourself that you have always thought you were you're like okay I've always identified as this person I've always identified with these beliefs like I've always identified as this you can go down the road with the tried and true or you can trust you can let go of that version of yourself and you can go down this new unknown path and like yeah it's scary but like again you have two cards that are telling you to trust you have two cards that are literally telling you that it's okay to let go it's okay to sort of like embrace that unknown the true love here kind of random to me no matter which one you are whether you're a single or a couple I do feel like this true love yeah yeah it has to do with like you calling in 
outside true love. So maybe it's again, if you're single in doing this and trusting and going down this path, you're going to be closer to calling in that true love for yourself, like that ver that person that's meant for you. Or if you are already coupled and you letting go of that version of yourself that no longer resonates, you might be actually getting closer to your current partner. You guys may be like building a stronger bond together. I also really think that this card has to do more with like you finding the true love like within yourself and you trusting and you letting go of that version of yourself that no longer resonates like you're getting to this place where you are meeting your true self you're meeting the most authentic raw like version of yourself and like that for you is you experiencing like the epitome of true love and you know we always talk about this like you gotta love yourself we, like yeah you know but sometimes people meet their person when they are definitely not in a great place when it comes to loving themselves but I digress like that that this card and this true love it's really about you letting go of that version of yourself that no longer resonates of that version of yourself that you've been holding on to for so long and like really allowing yourself to meet yourself on a deeper deeper level and I think the more that you do that this month right so like work on that um that letting go exercise that we talked about so maybe for you the emotions around the full moon it's, it's less about letting go of emotions around like a, an outside situation it's more so letting go of emotions around I no longer feel like I'm this identity I no longer feel like I'm this person and really allowing yourself to sit with that and sit with what that means for you because the more that you do that you will draw closer to yourself you will draw closer to experiencing true love within and like on the outside world like out, outside of yourself as well so I hope that that made sense and I hope that resonated pile number one Okay, let's move on to pile number two. In pile number two, if you did not listen to pile number one, I pulled four cards for everyone. So you have four cards and your four cards say cornucopia, soulmate, wedding, and take action. I'll show you guys in the video. I'm like super far away. So sorry about it if you can't see the cards with these cards. First of all, someone actually might be getting married or might be getting proposed to this month so if that's you girl or boy like congrats to you so that might be happening but when it comes to the cornucopia the soulmate the wedding the take action card it's funny because even though like you have soulmate and wedding in this card I'm getting less of like a romantic vibe. Of course, like I said, someone might be getting engaged this month, but like I'm getting more of a a vibe around like your destiny in this lifetime. Some of you this month, there's something that you feel really called to do, like really destined to do that you've sort of been on this fence about. It's kind of like, oh my gosh, like do I actually take the leap and do this thing? Do I actually start this thing? Do I actually dive headfirst? And the answer is yes. In you taking action, whatever action looks like to you for this particular thing, you are looking at like a cornucopia of blessings. And if you can't see the cards, like literally on the cornucopia card, it's a feast. Okay, it's giving feast, it's giving paid, it's giving blessings on blessings on blessings. It's giving very much like you taking this action is going to lead to you experiencing all the blessings that you have ever wanted to experience in this life it's almost like soulmate here is like your destiny like you know how people say like oh like you're destined to meet your soulmate or whatever like your your soulmate is the person that you're destined to be with they are literally your person it's like this thing that you want to do this this path that you want to take is like your destined path like it's like your soul path funny enough when i'm 
seeing this wedding card, I'm thinking more of like a contract. So it could be someone who's like entering into a particular like business contract or entering into something where you're like locked in for, I mean, not life. Cause like you don't, like you're never locked in for life with like anything really, but I am getting some sort of contractual obligation, some sort of, whether it be like physically marrying something or someone, almost like an energetic coupling, an energetic marriage of sorts. So you taking this action is very much leading you down this path that you're destined to follow, very much leading you down, you know, being married to, glued to certain experiences, certain people, certain opportunities, certain things. But in that, in the entire destiny and you being married to whatever you're supposed to be married to or whoever you su- you're supposed to be married to, it is essentially leading you to a cornucopia of blessings, to an abundance, an overflow of everything that you want to. But at the height of this, it is the action. It is the taking the action. For some people, it's like starting an LLC, kind of setting up those um, those legal precedents for whatever you're doing. Because like when people think of weddings, you know, like I think when we hear wedding, we think like, oh, like marriage and, you know, wedding dresses and like fun and parties and whatever, like good food, cake, whatever. This to me is giving more like contractual <laughs> obligation I don't know why it's giving contractual obligations I don't know like some of y'all it could be a a actual wedding but I think for a lot of you guys it is you taking action setting up contracts setting up something legally building a formation building a foundation of something of something that is part of your soul destiny to experience in this life on earth and that is going to lead you to a cornucopia Ooh, can't talk right now. Cornucopia of blessings. Whatever the action is, you know what you need to do. And it doesn't necessarily feel as if like you are stuck it definitely feels as if you like are going to take that action like you know what you have to do and you're going to take it it's almost like okay like you just need that little extra nudge that extra push but you are definitely going to do this thing and it's definitely going to lead to a lot of blessings for you so whatever you're starting whatever you're doing whatever you're legally entering into this month wishing you the best of luck it's definitely meant for you and it's going to work out really amazingly well so congratulations to you All right, pile number three. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Oh my gosh, this is, (laughs) I didn't look at pile number three or two before recording. So LOL, that's funny because these are kind of similar. Okay, pile number four or pile number four, pile number three. These are your cards. You have perfect timing, calling in your soulmate worth waiting for in contract. What's funny is if you didn't listen to pile number two, pile number two had a wedding card. And in the wedding card, I interpreted the wedding card as very much like a contract very much like um someone entering into like a legal agreement for possibly a business or something like that could be like an actual wedding but I interpreted it more as a contract funny enough in this pile contract to me is coming through a soul contract and coming through a soulmate more than anything else and again here we have calling in your soulmate so pile number three I wouldn't be surprised if many of you guys who pick this are single um if you're not I I have some thoughts on what these cards are but for those who are single I mean the cards are very very clear here the person that you are calling in your soulmate the person you're destined to be with life partner whatever whatever labels you want to put on this person like they're they're coming 
they I don't know if I want to say they're coming this month I think that for some of you maybe but it, it just feels like this person is coming in but the perfect timing card is telling me the perfect the person is coming in perfect timing for you so for some of you could be the month of December like that you know love that for y'all but for many of you guys you're in this space where you are just kind of like okay where's this person like you're antsy you're like I would pick pile number three. Like pile number three is resonating for me personally. It's like you're antsy. You're like, okay, what's going on? Like, where is this person? And it's giving very much like, listen, chill. This person is worth waiting for. This person is coming. Perfect timing. They will be here. They are on their way. Like, do not worry about it. And also too, the contract in the contract card, what I find really hilarious is the woman is holding the balancing scales and that is kind of like the symbol of Libra. And she's also, she also has a blindfold on. So what this is giving me one, again, wouldn't be surprised if some of you guys met this person during like Libra season or during this Mercury retrograde in Libra, which would be kind of funny because she's holding the scales, but also because she has this blindfold on, it's giving very much like a reminder of trusting. You are looking to see when the person will come. You're looking for the signs. You're trying to find something that you can latch onto visually, but you were blind, so to speak, in this situation. Like you, this person is going to turn up kind of like out of the blue. I don't think they will be someone that you see coming. And I don't think it will be a situation that you see coming. I think it's just going to kind of like be out of the blue for you. This person is coming. They're on their way and they're very much worth waiting for. So if you're kind of like, oh my God, like why is it taking so long? Don't even worry about it because, and I mean, easier said than done, truly. But this person is worth waiting for. So whatever you're meant to experience with them, it's going to be so, so good, so, so beautiful that the time you spent waiting, like you're going to forget about it immediately. You know how they say like um, when women give birth, immediately as soon as they see their baby, it's like they, the, all that pain goes away. Like they forget about everything that they just went through for labor because like they are finally seeing their child for the first time. It's kind of like that vibe of when you meet this person, all that time waiting, it's going to be like, oh, like you completely forget about it. It's going to it's going to be a non-issue because you're going to have met this person. But for anyone who is coupled, if you are not married yet, this is kind of to me giving the vibes of like the contract, like a marriage contract in perfect timing that the engagement, if you are kind of someone who like is wanting to get engaged to this person, like it's worth waiting for that wait to actually enter into that like contract, enter into that, that more legally official relationship with this person. I don't know. I'm getting like, it's very much giving single vibes. So I know some, but I know some of y'all are a couple who call like who picked this card I'm like, go pick another pile <laughs> because this one for me, it's so, it's giving like very much single person. And if you're coupled, it's giving very much like just you stepping into that next level of your relationship. So if you're like a fiance or if you are just like a boyfriend, girlfriend, like, or a boyfriend, boyfriend, girlfriend, girlfriend, going into a, a season of your relationship where you are now taking that to the next level, there's a contract being put into place. There's it's worth waiting for, but you're stepping into that next level of like binding and bonding together. Contracts could also be houses as well. So if you are like looking for a, like new housing, new apartment, new house or whatever, this house, this apartment, you're going to find the perfect one in perfect timing, right? You're going to find the one that's worth waiting for, the one that really resonates with you when you're supposed to. So if you are feeling frustrated with the search of like the houses or apartments, just know that you're calling in the perfect one and you are literally going to be very very happy when you 
see the new house or see the new apartment because it's going to be something that is worth waiting for. So that is pile number three. Okay, my loves, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you enjoyed the energy report as well as the card pulls and stuff like that. Let me know down below if they resonated with you. I know they can't always resonate with everyone because sometimes I'll watch like pick a pile videos on YouTube and I'm like, oh, that, that don't resonate at all. Totally not offended if it doesn't resonate with you, but hopefully all the other information in the episode was super helpful for you and that resonated. So thank you so much for being here, my loves. I appreciate you so, so much. I will chat with you in the very next episode. Bye. What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest visit, a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestly.com events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in bali